right, so welcome to the show. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline USA and SB Nation Radio Networks. I'm Nick Eber along with Nick Webster. It's great to be with you today. And we have a big show in store for you today as we start our Premier League preview for the upcoming season. Between now and the weekend, we will go through all the teams. Today, we're going to be looking in detail at Manchester United and Manchester City. And we're going to be asking, as of last season, Will Liverpool, the unluckiest Premier League team, and Manchester United, the luckiest? Will that luck hold? Let's love to hear what you have to say. 800-878-PLAY. 800-878-PLAY. Nick, lots to get to today. Certainly is, Nick. And if it wasn't for luck, I wouldn't be so brilliant. Yeah, and you know, Nick, I'm reminded of that great Phil Hellmuth quote, if you follow poker, who said to the cameras, if it wasn't for luck, I'd win every hand. That's right. <laughs> Trust Bill Helmuth, huh? Modest yeah. to the last. Yeah, well, well, uh, a great play. 15 World Series of Poker Braces for Phil Helmuth, a record. I think the best Holden player in history, a tournament Holden player in history. Of course, the greatest player in history all time would have been Stewie Unger, but we can talk about that on another show at another time. Uh, Nick, this is a fascinating Premier League season. Uh, we just have a, a minute to go for this opening segment. But these preseason money-spinning tours here in the United States have been absolutely fascinating to watch. And one of the teams we're going to talk about, Manchester United, their boss, Jose Mourinho, didn't seem to like it at all. No, he certainly didn't. He thought it was a complete waste of time uh, and was telling uh, fans that you're wasting your money buying tickets. I'm not sure that pleased uh, Mr. Charlie Stilitano, the uh, organizer of the ICC tour. Listen, you know, Jose Marino's had a sourpuss face for about the last, uh, what, five, six years. Uh, and, and if he doesn't turn that upside down frown into a smile pretty soon, it could be a long, long season for United, especially with the rumours going around about Paul Pogba. Barcelona making a £45 million bid for him and throwing in a couple of players to bring Pogba to Spain. And that would be amazing after, you know, United shattered the world record that what was then the world record, £90 million for Pogba. I don't think they're going to let him go for half price, though. All right, we're going to get to that and more when we come back. We will kick it off, though, with the reigning champions, Manchester City. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're going to give you all the information you need right here. Fifth Street Soccer, Sports Byline USA. We'll be right back. When posting on most job sites, you get candidates. I'm the sales director. I'm the sales director. I'm the sales director you're looking for. But when you post on Indeed.com, you get the candidates just right for you. I'm a sales director with an MBA, over 10 years experience, who's also fluent in Japanese. With Indeed, you can add screener questions for a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. Arigato. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPL plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. 
Call 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Your car's engine deals with pressures that can cause intense friction that can waste up to 10% of engine performance. Power up with Castrol Edge with fluid titanium technology. It's three times stronger than leading oils against viscosity breakdown. Buy five quarts of Castrol Edge and a Purolator Boss Filter for $32.99 at advance or participating CarQuest Auto Parts stores. Three times stronger based on Kurt Orban test. 5W30 Disgrade. All right, welcome back to the show. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline USA SB Nation Radio Networks. Also, a big hello to our men and women in uniform listening around the world on American Forces. I'm Nick Eber. He is Nick Webster. And you can find us on the web at fifthstreetsports.com or on Facebook. Uh, we're at facebook.com forward slash fifthstreetsportstalk. Or we're even on Twitter at fifthstreetsports. We're basically everywhere you want to be. Uh, Nick Webster, let's talk about Manchester City because the last team to repeat a title in England was 2009 Manchester United. Uh, and it has been a full decade since Sheikh Mansour took over City, poured billions in, and uh, they've now won three titles. And, and I think it can be argued, Nick, that last year was probably City's performance with 100 points was probably the most dominant performance we've seen of a team in the Premier League, probably since its inception. Uh, Nick, are they going to be able to go onwards and upwards from here? I mean, how hard is that going to be? Uh, well, I think it's going to be very hard to replicate that feat of getting 100 points. But when you look at the depth in talent that Pep Guardiola has assembled over at City, uh, I, I can see them being very strong favourites. And you mentioned Sheikh Mansour and, and what he did 10 years ago. I mean, it's seems crazy to think that it was only 10 years ago because, you know, uh, people with a real historic sense of uh, the game in England know that City have been serial failures and, and, yeah. and serial boob makers. You know, when, when, it, when it looked like City were in prime position to do anything, they would always somehow fail and United always managed to one-up them. City won the title. United won the Champions League or the European Cup. City won the cup. United won, the, you know, won yeah. the FA Cup. Every time they they've won up City, but over the last 
you know, six years, City have won three premiership titles and I see no reason why they won't make it a fourth. And uh, the reason being is that their squad is just so dominant. I mean, the, the only cause of concern I have for them, uh, you know, they have Aguero and Jesus up front. I think Aguero is just a, he's just a machine. You know, he's, he's a 20, 25 goal a year striker. If he goes down as injured, uh, Jesus doesn't have that same kind of prolific nature and I don't think City have the great depth in the forward department. But that being said, their midfield is probably the best yeah. in the world. But Nick, uh, we should point. We should probably point out that the one big signing they've made during the summer has been Riyad Mahrez from Leicester. Uh, as a real attacking option. And you're talking about what happens if one of their big two goes down. But the, interesting, tactically, um, it's possible that Mahrez could play on the right and then they could move Raheem Sterling up to the center. That gives them that option. And maybe, just maybe... That is why they bought Morris to give them that extra cover if they need it. Well, yeah, I mean, if you know the Pep Guardiola, the genius of Pep Guardiola is the fact that he will have his team play two, three, possibly even four different formations in one game, and he has such intelligent players, and he's such a good quality coach that he's able to drill, drill in the strategy that he wants his players to to compete at. And I think that's that's why City have been so great last year, was that no one could adjust to what Pep Guardiola was doing on the sidelines. And by the time they figured out that, you know, all of a sudden they're playing five up front, well, uh, you know, they were already three goals to the good. And City plays such progressive football. They're always on the front foot, always looking to score goals. You know, the only time City have got behind is to your lot, Liverpool. Yeah. And... And that was due to the pressing nature of the of the Liverpool game. So I think anybody that plays City, you can't sit back because they will just pick you off, slice you up and destroy you. You have to go at them and you have to be a very brave manager to do that. So, well, uh, you know, looking at looking at their squad, it's defensively, you know, Otamendi may be a donkey for Argentina. He's great for City. I really like Laporte who came in. Mendes back from fitness. Stones has grown into the role. And then, as we said, the midfield is just, I mean, it's a who's who's of the best player in the world. Sterling, De Bruyne, Mares, Sane, David Silva, Bernardo Silva. You know, take your poison. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but uh, Bernardo Silva, I mean, uh, you know, he was exceptional in the community shield as well. If you watch that game, there were very few highlights of it. Honestly, I thought he was, uh, he was incredible. Um, he can't I, get a game <laughs> And he can't get a game. You're absolutely right. Nick, the only que- I have two question marks about City coming into this season. Uh, number one is um, Guardiola. I think there's only been one year that Guardiola has not repeated as champion when he's won it. Uh, but the second thing is, I think the Champions League is their real target this year. Look, they ran smack into Liverpool last year uh, in the Champions League. And, uh, and you, uh, as you mentioned perfectly, they had trouble dealing with Klopp's high-tempo, heavy-metal football style of game. I don't see anything about uh, Man City that's going to change that. However, the likelihood of them running into Liverpool in the latter stages of the Champions League again uh, are possibly slimmer than they were last time. And with, and with um, Barcelona and Madrid being, you know, I don't think they're nearly as strong as they were last year, it's going to be fascinating to see, is Guardiola going to really be focusing in on the Champions League, seeing with the two big Spanish clubs uh, in a bit of a rebuild mode, is this the time for him to make that pounce on that uh, uh, Champions League trophy? 
Well, I think, you know, the expectations at Manchester City are not only the Premier League, but the Champions League. Look, City have always, Nick, always been in the shadow of United. And United will always lord over City the fact that they won the treble back in 99. I honestly think that that is Guardiola's, it, it's, it's his remit for this season. And take this into account, Nick. Guardiola hasn't won the Champions League in six years. Yeah. That's a, that's a long time for a for a top line manager to go without you know club football's biggest prize. So I do agree with you on that point that you know the Champions League is a is a huge priority. But I also think winning the Premier League again is a huge priority. Yeah. You know, I, I would put them really at, at joint uh, joint wants and, and and hopes for City this year. Yeah, Nick. You know, the last comment I'm going to make about this before we uh, before we have to go to break here is. Uh, we, you know, we, we talk a lot about Liverpool because obviously the team I've supported since the lad, we talk about Manchester City. Um, but the two things these teams have in common are they are teams with managers that are adult human beings, that have experience, that have a system, that have a system by, by which they uh, buy players to apply to their system. And they have ownership that backs the manager and allows the manager to bring in the players and run the club as they see fit. I think if there's any lesson to take out of City's incredible success and Liverpool's re-emergence as a force in England is the fact that ownership, when you have quality ownership who are willing to back their manager, great things happen, Nick. Uh, yeah, interest, interesting point. Uh, I mean, I, I look at the, uh, the ownership group that City have inherited and I would say that they're pretty hands-off. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think this is a discussion. It's, it, there's there's a there's a political discussion in here as well. If we if we really want to take it that far with City, uh, with with the uh, Middle Eastern money, and I, I think uh, you know it's 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 good optics for uh, the shake to be uh, re- related to something as great and positive as City, and and certainly what they're doing with the regeneration of Moss side in, in the city of Manchester. I mean, they're, they're all really positive things. Um, you know, we don't really talk about human rights when we talk about Manchester City, but if, if we wanted to, uh, you know, so that's why I think that the shape really keeps himself uh, behind the scenes and lets, yeah. and lets the football people run it. And, you know, but, I but, think... But Nick, but Nick, hold yeah. on. I'm going to cut you off here because we've got one minute. And the point that you've made is, is correct on the one hand, but... The Sheikh is no business fool. He knows that you get the best people to run your business for you and you oversee it from the top. I think that's why he's not been in the day-to-day. That's just his business savvy, Nick. Well, I mean, I would love to uh, look at the books, right? How much money have they invested? How much money have they got out of it? Is Manchester City a money earner for Sheikh Mansour or is it a vanity project? Riddle me that. That's probably a vanity project, Nick. I think at this level, for most of these clubs, other than clubs that are owned by sort of wily business people who put, you know, 90% of their, of their uh, net asset value into purchasing the club, uh, for most of them, it is just that, a vanity project. All right, Nick, we're going to wrap up City. You and I then, we're thinking City's going to finish top again. Uh, we'll be right back after this. We're going to look at Manchester United. Is it going to be another second-place finish for United? Stay tuned, we'll tell you.
Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host. I can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-535-7789. 800-535-7789. 800-535-7789. That's 800-535-7789. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. All right, folks. With the race solar, solar for your home or business has never been easier. With summer right here, get ready for those huge bills that the power company will give you. There's still time to ditch your utility payment and say hello to clean, cheap energy. Call now for your free consultation at 702-919-9934. Mention radio and get a $500 gift card when you install your new solar system from Array. That's 702-919-9934. Call now and just say no to the big utility. Uh, welcome back to the show, Fifth Street Soccer, Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio. Uh, Nick Webster uh, is in the box. I'm Nick Geber. And uh, this is the Manchester United preview as we look forward to the upcoming Premier League season. Nick Webster, if Jose Mourinho isn't moaning up a storm, 
it's just not a good year, is it? No, he's, he's quite an interesting character. But, uh, you know, I, I was a big fan of Jose Mourinho for the, for the longest time. But his act's wearing a bit thin now. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not winning the big prizes. And, of course, the big prizes are, are league titles and European Cups. Uh, he's not won a league title since uh, Madrid in, I believe, 2012. He's not won the Champions League since 2010. So uh, it's, it's been a bit lean for Mourinho. Yes, he can point to the Europa League and the League Cup with United. But when you're dealing with Manchester United, you're not dealing with a, uh, a second-tier team. You're dealing with a top-tier team that needs to be winning. As you mentioned, since 2009, they haven't won a Premier League title. And they haven't won the uh, Champions League since 2008. So a lot of work for Mourinho. Um, he's got to start developing players instead of knocking them down, I believe. Well, Nick, uh, therein lies the rub, because I think if you look for man for man, uh, United have an excellent squad, but some of their best players, and I'm talking about Paul Pogba, Anthony Martial, are extremely unsettled uh, at United and are wantaways at this point. Uh, and I think in the back, uh, if anything, they may be a little bit questionable, uh, getting a little bit old uh, in the back as well. But for Jose Mourinho, I would suggest, Nick, that the pressure is on. The worst thing that could happen to him would be to have this year's title race be a tussle between Liverpool and, and Manchester City. That would be, I think, disaster for Mourinho. They have to improve on that second place finish by closing the gap with City or winning the title or winning the, uh, the Champions League. Uh, but Nick, the way he likes to drive wedges in the locker room, I don't see it. Well, you bring up a great point. You know, if, if there's two teams that United are going to be behind, it can't be City and it can't be Liverpool. You know, yeah. they're, they're two rivals. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure why Mourinho has this MO of driving wedges in locker rooms and creating friction where none exists. I mean, if we're honest, in the upper echelons of management in the game of football today, Mourinho is still a top five manager. Yeah. He should be immune to pressure by now. I mean, he, he has won it all. He has won the Champions League with different teams. He's won, he's won league titles in every country he's managed in. And he's, he's proven to be a, a, a wildly successful manager. I, uh, I really don't understand where his mentality is. I mean, uh, you know, if, if you look towards his personal life um, as a, an indicator, I mean, he's still not bought a house in Manchester. Yeah. He's still living in a hotel. His family's still down in London. That, to me, just screams transitional. And until he makes a commitment to uh, live and breathe the area in Manchester, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna probably struggle a little bit, which which is a shame because nothing would please me more, Mister Geeber, than to see Liverpool, City, and United in just a tussle to the very end of the season in all competitions. Well, Nick, uh, let's look at United. You know, we, talk, uh, we talked yesterday about how importantly critical these early games were that you just can't afford to lose. It's going to be so tight. You can't afford to lose matches early. You can't afford to drop those early points. Um, if you look at how they start, though, their first match is uh, at Old Trafford against Leicester. Their second match, they go to Brighton. Then they have Tottenham, which is going to be certainly a tough match. Burnley, Watford away, Wolverhampton at home, West Ham away, and Newcastle at home. You know, Nick, if you have to look at the sort of pantheon of possible opposition they have, 
you can't really say that that's an absolutely devastatingly hard early schedule for United. Well, definitely not. I mean, it's eight games. The Tottenham game is uh, Old Trafford as well. Yeah. And if if we if we were if we were bookmakers, Nick, and uh, prog- prognosticators about uh, betting, <laughs> which we are, I would say that United should win all eight, yeah. and they should start the season one hundred percent with twenty four points. And if you ask me to to go uh, live on air and say what do you think is going to happen, that's what I would tell you. I think they're going to get a draw with Tottenham at home, but that's uh, beside the point. Uh, but I think other than that, it's going to be seven wins and a draw. Uh, so 22 points. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, the question mark for me, Nick, is uh, is Pogba going to get settled? They really need him, and they need him at his best. However, you know, in my opinion, sitting there and constantly saying that he's played poorly for United and well for France isn't going to get the best out of this young man who has an ego as big as Mourinho's. Yeah, I mean... I really the the Paul Pogba situation at United is laughable anyway. The fact that they let him go for uh, you know a couple of sandwiches yeah. to Juventus, you know, back in 2012, and and then, and then brought him back for 90 million pounds, you know, four years later. I mean, if if that is not bad management, I don't know what well, is. And, and who gets held accountable for that, Nick? Well, I mean, Woodward should be, and uh, and the, and the manager that let him go, which would be. Uh, I believe uh, either David Moyes or Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. But listen, the, the the thing we've got with Pogba, I mean, I, I, he's only come back to the squad uh, yesterday, I believe, from an extended break. So his fitness is going to be in doubt. I really don't see him starting on Friday against Leicester. And if he's not starting, regardless of his if he's fit or not, the press and people like yourself and myself are going to be going, whoa, what's right. going on with Pogba? Why isn't he in the starting eleven? He's a World Cup winner. He's just come off one of the great performances uh, in World Cup history, driving his country to uh, to another title. So I, th- I think unless Pogba hits the ground running, and I really mean running and scoring goals, creating goals, and being a major factor in matches, the the Paul Pogba he's going to move talk is going to get louder and louder, and would not be surprised to see. Uh, come the January transfer window, Pogba being shopped around a little bit. Nick, uh, when he was in LA, Jose Mourinho was complaining about the number of players that he didn't have because they were all on World Cup. You mentioned Paul Pogba just returning. Uh, is this Are these early matches going to be a test of Manchester United's depth? No, they're going to be a test of Jose Mourinho's managerial prowess. Can he get the best out of world-class players? And if we look, if we look at the potential starting lineup, and you know, I mean, I, I don't want to bore anybody, but David De Gea, best goalkeeper in the world, yeah. Valencia, captain of his country, Ecuador, Bailly, really good centre back, uh, you know, Young, it's just you know, Evergreen. Yeah, but Nick, Fred, but Nick, hold on, hold on, Valencia and Young, they're both thirty-three years old. Yeah, but I mean, age doesn't mean much. I mean, if they, want to, if they want to win the premiership, then you need players like Valencia and Young to steady the ship because Fred's got no Premier League experience whatsoever. Yeah. You know, Pogba is still young. Lingard is very young. Lukaku's only 24. And they need a big, they need a big season out of Sanchez. I think to win the Premier League title, you need, you need three or four players playing to their level. So let's look at that then. David De Gea plays at his level. 
outstanding. I'd say if Sanchez and Pogba play to their level, outstanding. And then you've got Lukaku banging in the goals. You've got four world-class players doing the business week in, week out. United will be there or thereabouts. However, all you need is one of them or two of them to have an off day, and now you could be struggling. And And that's where Jose Mourinho comes in. Can he get the best out of these players? And I think the answer to that, unfortunately, for Manchester United fans and Jose Mourinho fans is he's not getting the best out of players. I mean, we could honestly say that Rashford went backwards last year. Yeah. Of the England players, the only one that really stepped up was Jesse Lingard. Yeah. Uh, and Nick, he's, he, I mean, he's in the market. He wants Maguire, Boateng, or Ivan Perisic. Uh, those are on his, that's on his shopping list between now and Friday, or Monday, I think, whenever the, the window closes. Thursday. Uh, Thursday? Thursday? Yeah. Thursday, of course, yeah, just before. First match is Friday, of course, so it closes Thursday. Um, do you see him getting any of those? No, I don't, actually. Um, I think Boateng would be a, a strange decision for, for me, uh, being that he's closer to 30 than he is to 21. Um, I don't see Leicester City cashing in on, on Maguire because they've just cashed in hugely on Mares. I mean, do you know yeah. how much they paid for Mares? I do. It was it was something in the region of four hundred thousand pounds. Uh, it was and they sold, yeah, and they sold it for sixty one million. Sixty one. That's quite a tidy profit. Uh, Maguire. They they only just they only just bought last year for something like seventeen million. But I mean, you, you know, we we just spoke about these owners. Uh, so, for some of them, it's a vanity project, and for yeah. others, it's a business. So if it's a business for Leicester City, I would sell Maguire in a heartbeat because they're yeah. probably going to get. Forty-five million pound for him. Yeah. Well, you, by the way, uh, just a little. Uh, you're right because Mares went from La Havre to Leicester for four hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Nick, good memory. Yeah. I mean, four hundred fifty thousand pounds. That's a week's wages for some of these players. All right, we got to go to break. Nick, where are they going to finish? One, two, three, four, five, or six? Third. I'm with you. Third. So we got one and three. Folks, uh, we'll be picking up our previews tomorrow, but when we come back, let's talk about luck and VAR. And the Premier League said no, but are they making a big, big mistake? This is Fifth Street Soccer, Sports Byline USA. I'm Nick Eber. He's Nick Webster. We'll be right back after this. I'm Ryan Burke. I'm the head cider maker at Angry Orchard, and we're in Brittany, France. I wanted to make Angry Orchard Rosé cider out of my love for rosé wine. We came here and found these red-fleshed apples. It's a really rare fruit. The apple brings a right, refreshing, natural taste to the cider and a deep, nice pink rosé hue. Our rosé is a little bit less sweet. It's got a really nice balance for any occasion. It's a really refreshing drink. Angry Orchard Cider Company, welcome to Drink Responsible. Attention timeshare owners, this is an urgent consumer alert from Resort Release, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get rid of their expensive timeshares. Once you've made that decision to get rid of your timeshare for any reason, Resort Release is offering a Better Business Bureau accredited way to legally get rid of your timeshare guaranteed. We guarantee to get rid of your timeshare payments permanently, even if you've tried another 
other company to get rid of your expensive timeshare, call now and see if we can help you. At Resort Release, you don't pay anything until you're ready. If you're ready to learn how to permanently get rid of your costly timeshare, make this complimentary free call right now. 800-598-0539 That's 800-598-0539 If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam and you can have lifetime coverage and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. I noticed my neighbor put a broken world's best dad mug in the recycling bin by his curb. So I did what anyone would do. Fixed it with some JB Weld Clear Weld Epoxy, then returned the next morning to stand in his yard and drink coffee. He and his family stared out the window at me with confusion, and underneath that, fear. And underneath that, I want to say jealous anger. But underneath that, there was also appreciation for a lesson well learned. Don't toss it, JB Weld it. All right, uh, we're back. This free software sports byline uh, USA SB Nation Radio, and of course American Forces. We would each and every weeknight, each day from 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's 4 p.m. Eastern. Then again at 6 p.m. Pacific. That's 9 p.m. Eastern. Right here on these very same networks to give you your dose of uh, football. Uh, the one with the round ball and the slightly thinner gentleman playing it. Uh, Nick Webster. There was a really interesting. And um, fascinating article, actually, allow me to say, on BBC website. And I'm going to give credit where credit's due. This was an excellent piece of sports journalism, I felt. Uh, it's entitled Liverpool, Unluckiest Premier League Team, and Manchester United, The Luckiest. And Nick, what they managed to do is to take last year's season and actually quantify these things. You know, we've always talked about Fergie time and this, that, and the other. And by the way, I'm not pointing fingers anymore at United as just being having hit on the head with the horseshoe. But it is a fascinating article, Nick, isn't it? If there's ever a case for VAR, this is it. Well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, Mr. Giver. I mean, what I would say about luck and, and the beauty of the English Premier League season is it, it encompasses 10 months is that over the course of the season, and Fergie said it himself, things do have a habit of evening themselves out. Now, to, 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 to your article, uh, Liverpool probably would have come second uh, had uh, luck not been such a big factor in Manchester United. But when, when we look at football over the last 20, 30 years, you know, United have predictably got a lot more calls than any other team. And yes. why is that? That's because they've they've always, you know, 
being the champions. Um, so I would imagine over the next 30 years, that kind of luck is going gonna, gonna to even itself you know, out. But Nick, I think you're missing the point of this article. The po- Look, what they did here is they went along, a research team uh, got with uh, Peter Walton, who's a Premier League ref, an ex- ex-Premier League ref, and they looked at every single match that was played last year in the Premier League. And essentially, Peter Walton re-officiated every match. They looked at goals that should have been disallowed, uh, incorrectly disallowed goals, incorrectly awarded penalties that were scored, penalties that were not awarded that should have been, incorrect red card decisions, red card decisions that were missed, and goals scored after injury time overran, as well as deflected goals. Now, Nick... Of those three, four, five, six, seven, eight categories, six of those categories would be solved by VAR. And the point that I'm making isn't that, well, Liverpool were unlucky and they got the wrong end of the stick on all these, uh, on all these decisions and would have come second as opposed uh, you know, to fourth. The point that I'm making here is that we can actually tighten the game up and we can help the integrity of the game. Look, it's so hard to score a goal in this game it's so hard-earned that don't we want the goals that are scored and the decisions that are made to be correct, Nick? And, and we know how to do it. We saw it in the World Cup. Well, yes, we do. And, uh, you know, if you expect English football to bow down and, and touch the forelock to FIFA, well, you've got another thing coming, haven't you? Remember, we're, we're the country that refused to go to the first five World Cups. We're the country that refused to enter the European Cup when it was first introduced. So what are you expecting from the English Premier League and the English FA? Of course they're not going to agree to do something that the rest of the world goes, duh, why not? Well, uh, look, all you have to do is look at these uh, simulated tables versus the actual table. Man City ended with 100 points. They would have had 97, which is, you know... Most of obviously they were not particularly aggrieved uh, during the course of a season. But don't forget, Nick, three points is one extra win on the season. All right. So instead I of losing, I... instead of losing two matches all season, Man City would have lost three if the uh, results had been correct. United uh, would have got eighty-one points on the season if they if the decisions had been correct. They would have uh, they would have had six points fewer over the course of a season, Nick. That's two matches. I mean, this is serious stuff we're looking at here. <laughs> well, Nick, I, I, I think uh, I think maybe you've been you've been nipping that vodka again, haven't you? Uh, the the big one was, I, I believe, Leicester City or Burnley. Though their, their results would have been completely uh, twisted around. And and when you look at the payments for you know points and position in the league, there was something like an eleven million pound yeah. disparity. But, you know, the, the top of the table was the top of the table. Um, I will, we, can, we can revisit this uh, at the end of the season. And should, should the Premier League season, and we both hope, go down to the wire and there's a point or two in it at the end of the day, definitely revisit this. But the fact that City just demolished everybody, I'm, 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 I'm afraid I'm going to have to say... Absolute rubbish from you, Mr. Gieber. <laughs> well, it's not rubbish, Nick, but I would agree. I mean, it didn't change the outcome of who was the champion because City were the champion, whether they were 97 points or 100 points. I mean, they were uh, 19 points above Man United. That's a lot of wiggle room <laughs> they have there for, for, uh, for results. But, yeah, it's going to be a lot tighter this season. And for Liverpool 
to be, uh, you know, the difference here is 10 points difference. It's now 12 points. Liverpool would have had 12 more points if calls had gone... I won't say their way, Nick. I'm going to say if the correct calls had been made. And that is well, that, and that to me is really shows how difficult I'm, it is to referee these matches. I'm going to have to argue with you because because I haven't looked at this video yet. And as we all know, Mr. Geber, every call regarding a penalty is highly subjective. I will give you I'll give you the wrong call on an offside. I will give you the uh, perhaps goal scored in deep deep stoppage time. No, actually, in fact, I won't even give you that one because, you know, the goal celebrations and we're looking at seconds on the clock. The only one I'll give you is the offside call. Yes, he was offside. No, he wasn't. But penalties. Come on, Nick. Red cards are so subjective. But Nick, Listen, you yourself. You and I can sit and watch the same game. And if it's Liverpool against any other team, you'll be screaming for a handball going definite pen. And I'll be like. What are you talking well, about? That's right, Nick. That's but but you said yourself during the World Cup that the big winner was VAR during the World Cup. You and I sat here on this show and together said how wonderful it was that we felt the integrity of the World Cup had been helped by VAR. And now you're basically arguing the opposite with me. And I'm saying to you, that's nonsense. It is subjective. I agree. That's why you need VAR and you need another set no, of but, eyes on penalty calls on all this nonsense. I'm, I'm, it can be no, done quickly, no, no, easier, said, and it helps the integrity of the game. I want to clarify my position on VAR. My, my position on VAR was the fact that we saw so many more penalties in this World Cup. Why? Because defenders were no longer grappling at corner kicks and free kicks. And that's why I thought VAR was a big, big positive. But there were a couple of calls within the tournament that you and I could debate about from now until kingdom come. Well, we're so, not going to do I'm that, Nick, because I'm, I'm always right. VAR is the answer to everything. But what I'm saying is VAR cuts down on the grappling in the penalty area, which leads to more goals. And I'm all for that. Well, I, I, I think we need VAR. I think we need it badly. I think uh, you want to be sure that your results are as close as you're going to get to uh, the right result. Uh, the players and teams are awarded for what they earn, and they're not given things that they don't earn. And Nick, you say you're always right, but I'm actually going to correct you. Uh, you and uh, along with Raymond Orozco on our website, you mentioned that uh, Mourinho hadn't won a title uh, in a long time. Actually, 2014-2015, he won the League Cup and the title with Chelsea. So how about that one? VAR would have helped you with that, with that comment, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, yes, I, I, I was... But what I, I think I, what I did... Say yes, okay, maybe maybe he's right. Uh, <laughs> hey, I didn't catch it either. It's all right. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the factual police calling you right now, Nick. Uh, you are yeah. under arrest. Under arrest, blown it, screwed it up. <laughs> I, do, well, I do apologize, Mr. Reno. You are a serial winner. Yes, uh, Nick. Um, that is. A, I thought this article was terrifically interesting, and I thought it was really a good uh, a, a good. Um, food for some, some thought and some discussion. Uh, but really, I just wonder, I mean, how long do you think it's going to take before the Premier League brings in VAR? And what other European leagues, if any, are instituting VAR this season? Do you know? Uh, it'll be next year. They'll bring it in next year. There'll be such a hoo-ha over some 
call and the the powers that be will have to say you know what this is this is where the future of football is going i mean we we know it's been used um in uh in germany right now the bundesliga and and they were you know fairly unhappy about some of the results i do recall there was a game where the the referee had blown for half time and uh got the old in the VA in, in the air and, and it brought the players back out to take a penalty. So, you know, there's still work to be done with this VAR system. But I think, you know, if, if the German, if it's good enough for Germany, it's got to be good enough for us at some point. Yeah. And of course, MLS have used it uh, as well, right? They're just sort of variation on it, correct? Yeah. MLS have uh, actually started using it before, uh, two years ago. Yeah. And, but it's, uh, it's a variation. It's not quite the same system they're using. In terms Correct, of, yeah. Yeah, but but it is it is close, and I think they've used it to great success. I mean, one of the things about Major League Soccer that I think one does have to give them credit for is that is their willingness to embrace technology and to try to push uh, you know boundaries of the game that most other countries and leagues find sacrosanct, not necessarily MLS. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't wait till the Premier League decides that draws are no longer worthy, and we have the thirty-five yard shootout. <laughs> Goal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, that's bad, Nick. Uh, but uh, yeah. yes, uh, you're right. So you think in, in, in two years VAR will come in, I, not this season, but next. I think, I think you're probably right. I, I just wonder when it does come in, uh, how much... For, uh, look, I'll just go back to the Klopp-style Liverpool. I mean, you know, stopping the game for VAR reviews on numerous occasions doesn't help that style of football. It gives the opposing team... Uh, time to have a rest and a drink, and uh, you actually want to try to wear them out. So it is going to change. It does have some interesting side effects. Well, the side the side effects are it, depending on whether whether the decision goes for you or against you. Uh, listen, pl- players are very smart these days. They're they're creating their own stoppage times, their own timeouts, and we've we've seen that in the World Cup, and we see it every week in the Premier League. And you know, I, I'm not surprised because you you cannot play the pace of football that we now see throughout the world for 45 minutes straight. There has to be, there has to be a break and the players have figured out that if they're not going to get a a legitimate break uh, via a timeout or a water break, then they're going to create their own breaks by falling on the floor and rolling around. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, uh, we are going to do uh, next week. uh, Pardon me next week. Listen to me tomorrow. uh, We're going to do Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, and Arsenal, uh, as we and I think uh, the following day we'll do Tottenham, and that'll round out our top six. Of course, we'll get to all the clubs uh, playing in the Premier League this season. Um, do you think there's going to be any shocks this season? You got about one minute. Uh, any shocks this season? I it's it's hard to look beyond the top six, but I would say that there is going to be a newly promoted team, and I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Fulham. That uh, may surprise a few people, um, but other than that, it's 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 pretty much business as usual in the Premier League. I, I wish I wish it wasn't. However, you know the top six are very intriguing, and, and we spoke briefly yesterday about the fact that you know in Spain it's Barcelona, Madrid, and Barcelona, and Valencia, maybe Sevilla or Atletico. But in, in the Premier League, that top six does create. 18 absolutely mouth-watering matches per season. Well said, Nick. All right, this is History Soccer Sports Byline USA SB Nation. We'll be right back to wrap it up here. Don't go anywhere. 
Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates, and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. All right, welcome back to the show. Just a quick comment. Ray Roscoe in our discussion of ownership says not Manchester United ownership has not been put under enough uh, scrutiny for their ownership of United. And I would actually completely disagree with you, Ray. Um, this is a great topic for another show, but United's ownership at one point were being burned in effigy, yet since they took over in, uh, um, when was it, 03? Was it 03 or thereabouts? They won six, uh, six titles, the Champions League, the League Cup four times, two FA Cups. Uh, you know, success is there for Manchester United and it has come under the stewardship of the Glazers. Uh, so, and they've seen them through the transition of Alex Ferguson. I think you're being a little unfair. By the way, welcome back, Nick Gieber, along with Nick Webster. Nick, would you agree with that assessment of... Oh, we lost Nick? Oh, we lost Nick Webster. Oh, well, that's it. I don't get to ask him if he agrees with my assessment or not, because he's not here anymore. 
But, uh, you know, Ray, uh, it is interesting because the Glazers have really been, and of course, Malcolm Glazer's now dead. Uh, he died, I think, in 2014, but his uh, sons now run the club. Uh, th there was a lot of turmoil when they took over, whether it was the leverage buyout with which they took over. Uh, by the way, uh, just to, to point out that uh, Stan Kroenke is taking over Arsenal from, um, from the other shareholder in a leverage buyout of nearly 500 million pounds, and that's happening as we speak. So leverage buyouts now are, are nothing different or, or weird. At the time, people didn't like it. But, but the managers of United, whether David Moyes or Alex Ferguson or Jose Mourinho, they have never been without funds to buy players. I think that's not the question. I think there's a difference between buying prudently, buying the right players, and, and Ed Woodward has sort of kept somewhat of control over it. So I, I think that's a little bit unfair, Ray. Uh, as much as I dislike Manchester United, I think you have to point at their ownership and say in the long run, it's been a success. Of course, all those Man United fans who loved them when they were a public company could put one share on their wall and say, hey, I'm an owner. Well, they're all upset about it, but mm, tough you know what to them. All right, I hope you enjoyed the show. I'll be back with you tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Again, Pacific, that's uh, 4 and 9 on the East Coast, respectively. I want to thank my producer, Andrew. I want to thank uh, the folks at Sports Byline, SB Nation Radio, and, of course, my co-host, Nick Webster. Uh, until tomorrow, folks, find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Talk, or on the web, thisfreesports.com. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Have a great evening.